Hi, I'm Angela Lee and welcome to the Will to Live podcast where we share with you the gifts of living. I speak to inspiring wellness leaders, mums, celebrities, business people, super grannies and more to help you live your potential, connect to your purpose and bring joy to your life. Discovering your will to live a fulfilling life starts now. Welcome to the next episode of the Will to Live podcast and I'm very excited to have two really great friends and small business gurus on today to share some of their gems. They've certainly um, helped me over the years so I was really excited to get them on particularly during this time of COVID when a lot of small businesses are having to go through so much change. These guys have just got so many awesome things that I wanted to share with you today. So welcome Tanner Dave. Hey, hey great to be here. Yeah, so good to have you on. And like, they're a really interesting um, combination because Tanya's actually come from a corporate world, working with um, Westpac Bank in really senior roles, high-performing teams, lots of leadership roles. And she's also got her um, mentoring and coaching consultancy, Kinetic Solutions. And Dave is a clinical neuroscientist who's done lots of different um, papers, has worked in government, corporate and small business experience. And they've set up a um, charitable foundation where they give water to you know, Africa and Ethiopia, Indonesia, Philippines. So it's pretty amazing what they do. That's only a small bit. I'll put their entire bio in there because there's just so many amazing things that they've done. And what I've really loved is when I actually went out and, you know, after 10 years being in a business and going out and setting up my own business, I, these are the guys that helped me set up. So it's really awesome. I got a lot of clarity by, you know, speaking with them. And I just love how Dave's got the neuroscience background. So he understands that side of things. And, you know, Tanya's from the corporate, understands finance, you know, the marketing, really the business sense. So it's such an awesome um, combination that they've got together. And I guess what I love too, is that you're both so extremely passionate about supporting small businesses like mine and many, many others in helping them set up and thrive. So I just love to hear about you know, obviously you've come from different backgrounds and sort of what led you to both working in this space and being so passionate about it? Will I, will I go first? Yeah, I suppose for me, um, being a new mum, and honestly was the pivotal point for me. I didn't want to have my little guy and be working 60 hours a week, to be honest. And I really wanted to maximise my strengths and skills and experience over all my time with corporate, which was over close to 25 years, is to be able to translate that into consulting. And Dave probably was the one who pushed me around. You can do it, like, you know, and I did. And I suppose I've never looked back simply because I really am passionate myself about staying self-employed and moving to corporate and being able to now help other people do that. That's really my driving force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about a, you, Dave? Well, from a neuroscientist to yeah. I mean, look, uh, so far as small business is concerned, you know, um, it's been uh, nearly twenty years that I've been self-employed. Um, so even all my uh, previous experience with government and you know even lecturing, you know, at um, at Southern Cross Uni and um, you know it. it it's sort of like so far in the past, you know, now compared to just implementing those things in, in running a business. Um, and it's certainly evolved a lot, you know, over 20 years and, you know, what I actually do. Um, and I guess the foundation part, you know, was a, it was a natural um, progression, you know, when you're working with lots of people, you see need and it was just something, you know, that, that we could do is to start the foundation and do that. But, 
the main focus, I think, for me now um, in being in small business so long and with my uh, background is just how stressful business can be for people, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. when, when you're really, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket and, and backing yourself, you know, and in having a go at things. And it's not easy. It's so hard. Um, and so it was sort of, yeah, I'm very passionate about people being able to follow their dreams, you know, and it, if, if it's not being, you know, an employee somewhere and people want to, you know, have their own gig and do their own business, um, then, you know, I, I just know the rewards of what that's like, you know, um, over a long span, but I also know it, it just comes with a, a lot of, um, you know, different sort of facets that you have to be aware of and, and to do, but also just your mental health can be affected so dramatically over time um, that, yeah, I just, it was the same as with tenure, it was more around, we want to make this work for ourselves, you know, with our family, um, but also that we probably have a lot of gems that we could help other people, you know, through those milestones that, that we have in business, you know, to get there. And that's yeah. why the digital piece is so important now because, you know, without, you know, um, a, a good digital presence, it's very difficult to maintain, you know, customer flow. Um, but that is such a massive area. You know, the whole digital thing is what do you, you know, what email system do I use? What, you know, lead system do I have? What CRM do, you know, all these things. So it's just helping people through that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's really been highlighted for people, particularly this year, the importance of a digital presence because like so many businesses have had to go online. I know a lot of the trainers I worked with had to literally deliver online classes in less than 24 hours. Sometimes they yeah. got less notice for their gyms to come up. So, you know, I think it's really important. And I think, you know, what COVID's done as well, and you've probably seen this a bit, I think some people are really reflecting on what they do really want to do. So there's some people that I know that are actually considering setting up their own business now after, you know, working for someone else. And then there's other small businesses that people have been forced into having to do that. And also businesses are having to navigate so many you know, new territories with what's being presented to them. So I know you yeah. work with lots of people and I guess I just really want to share because I have a lot of small business owners um, who listen to this, particularly trainers. And I just want to say, what are some of the top things that businesses are doing at the moment to get some wins? Because I want everyone to get some wins during this time. Don't we all? Yeah. I think it, it's such a topical thing right now. Um, you know, I, I, I guess getting into digital was a, it was a hobby for me when I was younger, you know, building games and things and, and then translating, you know, my background in, you know, sports science and psychology and everything. And then suddenly I'm in this digital world. Um, it, it, and especially now it really does sort of show how we have to be agile, you know, and, and be able to, um, you know, learn new skills or, or build on existing skills you know, to stay in business. And so um, like the number one thing that we have seen a lot where businesses are successful, you know, right now is, is really something that digital is helping us with more than people realize is understanding our customers. When, when businesses are able to understand who their customers are, you know, and what drives them, what they see as success, what they really desire, um, you know, from that perspective, those businesses, that are really spending the time to understand who it is, you know, that, um, that, that are really wanting, you know, our products and services, they're the ones that are doing really well through this. 
I think too, their messages then are aligned so people can actually find them. So whether it's social medias, Pinterest, YouTube, the web, um, it doesn't matter where it is digitally, there are probably 20 channels that people could find them. The clearer the people become about their ideal customer and who they turn up and are able to serve the most, then those messages are exactly what they're using through all of their channels across their website, Facebook page, LinkedIn, Pinterest, wherever they are. So there's this consistent omni-channel theme and I think then it becomes easier for customers to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's really about matching the messages that we want to promote so that people connect with us. You know, that's the real trick of it all is, is, is matching those messages to what a customer, you know, is wanting because sometimes we, we always look at things through being a business owner, you know, through, mm. you know, and going, well, I've got these products and services. So, we, we construct messages and we construct, you know, our um, call to action and everything around what we think is best for us. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes we just miss it then with, because it, it, we've got to step out of that. Um, so yeah, when, when businesses, the businesses that we're working with and, and we're able to match those messages really well, you know, then they're doing really well as well, especially in this, you know, being able to, you know, find customers and, and get more leads um, online. We actually are spending a lot of time now, Ange, actually helping businesses create systems to be able to continually add value for those clients that they've got. So it's like a, a an add-on or a resale or a, a really what we are deeming customer for life strategy, which is we've had this awesome engagement with a customer. They have loved it. We've loved giving them the service. So what could be next? And rather than it just be a one-off product or service we're offering is where are they now within their life that we, our gifts and talents can still be supporting them. And so it actually is creating more services for people to be able to think about where their own gifts and talents are and it's great for customers to go well this is I've made so much progression and now I'm ready for the next phase and so what's that you know um, so that's been mm -hmm. exciting too through COVID it is really highlighted yeah yeah and that, that, that just really leads into uh, the businesses right now that are you know really doing well you know through these really trying times um, you know, they're just making it very easy for your, your potential customers and customers, existing customers to connect, um, you know, uh, and digital is so good to do that, whether it's using social media or our own websites, you know, the, the, the key is really making the process super easy for people. So yeah. building trust, you know, and all those bits and then making it, uh, making ourselves accessible. I think this has really been one of those um, unbelievable challenges is, especially for us, I guess, in the service industry, like you are, Angie, is we're so used to face-to-face -face and we love face-to-face -face, um, and connecting with people and seeing body language and all those sort of bits and pieces. And, you know, so we, we have to be able to translate that into the digital space so that we can still connect people, um, you know, with our products and services in the same way that we would if we were sitting with them face-to-face -face, and it's a real challenge. Um, but, but the ones that, that the businesses that we're working with where we can get that to happen, they're, they're doing well, um, you know. It's probably even better some of them than they were before yeah yeah no that's so cool i mean i i love how on my website you put the you know the direct link to get in touch with me on facebook messenger it just feels feels really personal i never even would have thought of that as an option but it, it's super easy for people to do it and it's just you can get that connection straight away which i think's yeah just really cool and i love what you say about you know i've certainly learned a lot from you and 
you know, really putting yourself in the customer's shoes. I think that that's, that really sunk yeah. in with me. And I think you guys do that so well with a lot of the questions that you ask your businesses to get them to think like that. So I think that that was really cool. And what I love recently, um, Tanya and Dave did an education session for my um, mentorship program, which was absolutely awesome on the positive psychology of sales. It was just so good, like looking at the neuroscience, you know, linking up to sales. And I know for a lot of people, particularly in our type of industry, we can get a bit funny about sales. Like people think, oh, sales is this taboo thing. We're selling something when really we love it and we do it for free and, you know, all of this type of stuff. And I, and I think that session really shifted a lot of stuff in my perspective, but also in our, in the team's perspective about how you approach that with, you know, this appreciative inquiry model, I suppose. And, you know, and I know that I actually went and did it, like actually read what you said and pretty much signed up someone before your first session just by, you know, using that approach. So it was really interesting um, to go through with that. So I'd love it if you, you know, if you're open to it, just sharing a couple of things that people could start doing now to, to help with the sales process. Because at the end of the day, if there's no sales, there's no business. <laughs> and we just, it's just that simple, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really is too, Ange, isn't it? It is that simple. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think it's, uh, you know, without going into massive detail, um, you know, there are very, very defined steps, but the, the, I guess the fundamental one is always have a plan. You know, we've got to follow a proven sales process. And um, I think I've always found it difficult to even use the word sales, you know, uh, because we come from this, you know, human services background where we're offering services you know, to people to suddenly think, you know, to change that paradigm into thinking sales, <laughs> you know, it was so tough for years, you know, like a long time. Um, but yeah, it's really, a, it's understanding that there are multiple different sales processes out there. It's not just, you know, where you have to look at people as prospects, as an example, you know, which is really salesy, you know, speak. So it's, it's finding something that fits for you, you know, that, that, that we, that gels with us. Um, and that's why I guess looking at, you know, the appreciative inquiry, you know, process or, or things like that, it sort of was something that gelled with Tan and I, you yeah. know, it was something that fitted with who we are. Um, and so it was just an alternative and we've been using it forever. <laughs> and um, it, it really works because it's not about pitching people things. It's not about selling stuff to people. It's actually just really seeing who they are and wondering and, being you know really appreciating what they've done so far and and then you build that rapport so you know i guess that is really the key is we've got to shift ourselves from looking at things through our business lens and really putting ourselves into the shoes of our customers and understanding what life is like for them and the best way of doing that is asking questions <laughs> so yeah. so used to pitching ideas and getting the sales sort of thing but asking questions and inquiring you know about their journey and what they would love, what what the perfect, you know, sort of scenario looks like for them. And really, you know, diving deep into that, you know, um, is really important. I suppose the philosophy where we come from, which we certainly wanted to share with your group, Ange, was about not everyone has to be a customer as well. That the idea about we have certain gifts and talents and there is a certain client that is really specific for us that they really want our services and we really want to share our gifts and talents with people who really value it and want to take action from what we're doing and so that synergy when you meet that in the middle of you're using exactly the gifts and talents that you want to every day to feel awesome 
and generate income for yourself at the same time and then you're supporting a client who absolutely wants to do that, then appreciative inquiry is like the meeting of those two. And I suppose that's where we have focused on rather than a churn scenario of get a thousand leads is our strategy was always about when you're clear about your ideal customer, be very proactive and engage with them, add value everywhere you can and connect with them everywhere you can because there'll absolutely be this cohesion that you'll both want to work together and it won't even feel like sales then because you'll be listening to all of their wants and then it's easy enough to be able to go, that's exactly what I offer. Yeah, and let me share yes. you all my experience and reviews and, and, and previous clients who I've worked with who have had awesome results like you want. And so I think it takes the, the um, you know, that confrontation of sales out of it, which mm. I think is probably a, a sweeter spot for everyone to be at. Yeah, something that I, um, yeah. that I realised and, yeah. you know, is I actually say to people, like, I think it's on one of my lead pages, actually, that I actually say, you know what, let's have a chat. And, you know, if it's not right doing my program, I'll look to find someone who can support yeah. you. And I actually truly mean yeah. that because I, I just believe that there's no point working with someone or start trying to get someone because you need a sale or you know what I mean? It's just not yes. healthy for anyone. I believe on passing someone in or trying to find the right match for someone. And I truly believe that, you know, if I had someone for a, you know, met them for a coffee and we had a chat about stuff and I wasn't the person, then I'd really put them in touch with other people. And I think that's ultimately when you're coming from that space, yeah. you get the right you get the right mix, you know. Yes. And, it's more yeah. fulfilling with work to end. This is what I have found. Sometimes in my corporate life, I was doing things that I really had no desire or strength in doing, but because you have to tick boxes and, but now being self-employed, it feels like I create this, the whole strategy of what I want to do. And so the majority of my day is filling up my day with activities and actions that I love to do and I'm with people that I love to work with. So I feel my own um, self-satisfaction is so much higher now than it was even before when I was in corporate. And I think it's because the clients I'm working with, uh, there is such synergy that you are so aligned that it actually is joyful as well as work. I mean, they're getting progression. I'm feeling like I'm sharing my gifts, but it's a joyful engagement rather than a, a trudge or they're feeling like, oh, I'm spending 2000 a month every month. This is just crazy. There's just none of that. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Like I genuinely yes. get excited about, you know, my coaching clients and my yes. sessions and like it's, you just really love it. And I think some, what I find with working with people over the years is I love that approach too about finding your gifts and doing it. But I think some people get a bit fearful. Like they think, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. You know, I've got to do all these things. When in fact, they actually don't. They can actually um, create it how they want because you know what? You guys are doing that. I've been doing that. Lots of people are doing it. Just giving them you like what you guys have, like the tools and the confidence yeah. and the approach so that they can do it. But yeah. I guess I just want people to know it is totally possible for, for them yeah. to have that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I always have this dream, like how cool would it be if everyone was, you know, utilising their unique genetic gifts that we've been given for the greater purpose? Yeah. Like that's how the world would work really well, right? If we're all yeah. doing that. Like I actually think that would be something like <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. You don't out of, out of fear sometimes, I think. 
Yeah, or we don't value ourselves enough to feel like we'll be able to generate an income and have a lifestyle from that. Like, because we kind of second guess ourselves all the time with fear. And so we allow that to kind of overwhelm our commitment to take action, you know? The, the fastest growing industry, you know, that has been even prior to, you know, this COVID situation was the freelance movement. Um, ever since, the, you know, GFC, there has been a worldwide you know, sort of sway into supporting freelance or self-employment um, as a as a genuine way of people earning, you know, their living. Mm. Um, and I think what it does, you know, show, um, and we certainly had this, we just, you know, ran training for 20 businesses, um, just local ones here. Um, and, you know, we had to run it online, you know, as well. But, you know, when we're working with a lot of businesses as startups and even mature businesses, you know, it, it really is um, the sales process that will make or, or break us. If we can't get enough customers, you know, then the business will die and, and, and the stress that comes with that. But, you know, we've got to sort of look at aligning who we are, you know, with the process rather than trying to adopt something that isn't us. And, and I think what Kenya's saying is so true. Um, it, it's... When we're working for others, we get given the script, we get told what our tasks are, we get, you know, team meetings and all those sort of things. When we're working on our own, you know, it's the hardest thing is just coming up with strategy. And I, and I think that's sort of partly what we want to do is to help people to build that strategy and develop that strategy so that they feel like they're part of a team, you know. And I don't know if that's how you feel, Angie. You, know, you can call us anytime and help. We can help. And, you know, that it is very lonely, you know, being a, a business on your own. So, you know, even matching a sales process that fits with people, you know, it, it just is a, it's a pleasure to help people to find that, you know, that niche and, and really find their feet and be able to make something of it, you know, because it's very rewarding at the end of the day, yeah. And yeah, I, I, what done, Ange, I think is your website is a true reflection of you because everything about it is what you want. The pictures, the images, the content, it speaks to you about what you're wanting to offer and your Facebook page and Insta is exactly the same. You're able to do your lives and your podcasts and it be authentically you. Like you are actually sharing your brand, which is your gifts and talents with the world. So it comes from such a... Um, uh, a, a sole place rather than a, a dollar symbol. But what will happen is it resonates with the public who you are wanting to resonate mm. with because I they're think, connecting with you and your messages. And it's, I was actually just about, just before you said that, I was actually just about to say to you guys, that's exactly how I feel. Like I feel probably for the first time, I don't know if it's the first time ever, but certainly the first time in a very long time that I just feel so aligned to what I'm putting out, like aligned to my message. It's actually really who I am, not who I think I am. So it's this big thing, right? That I actually talk about this identity gap, like who we are on the inside versus who we're presenting to the world. I actually feel that that's really there for me. Like, yeah. and I know when I first saw you guys, you know, like I do love my website. It's, I just, it's me, like how pulling together the will to live, the 40 wellness, the, you know, my brand and stuff. And that's the process that you guys did for me because I just didn't know how to pull it together. Like I had bits of ideas, but oh. now it's like pulled in. And I think, yeah, I don't know how you did it, but you just sort of yeah. asked these questions and drew it all together and, and just pulled all the pieces of the puzzle together, which has been really 
great for me. And what I love too is that it continues to evolve with you. Oh. Like, and that's, that's the important thing, right? You've got to check in on it. Yes. Is, yeah. That's yeah. the thing with digital as well, I feel like, because you can adapt it as we evolve as humans and our gifts evolve and the areas we, we uh, uncover and educate ourselves about different areas and want to move that way. We want to make sure that our digital presence over whatever channels that we're on is representing our change and our evolution as a human and as a professional as well. And that's the awesome part about it. It's not like it's a flyer that it's set in stone. As we change, our brand and services can change. Yeah. So it's yeah, no, I think, yeah, I totally, yeah, think yeah. that that's so awesome. Dave, I just had a quick question. I just thought of then actually a bit, bit off tangent, but I'm just thinking if there's people listening and, you know, they really want to go about some change, but maybe they're experiencing, you know, like some worry or, or fear. Is there anything from your, I guess, neuroscience perspective that, you know, people should do to like could help them, you know what I mean? Get over that little hump and actually take action and, and move yeah. forward. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we, we would, I mean, the best thing that we can always do is, is, is do an audit, you know, of all the stuff that's on our mind, you know, the process of talking with people or even just having a notebook and writing everything down is you, we're taking chaos, you know, from our, you know, our brain, you know, and the way that it, sort of has all these ideas and things floating around and we're providing it with some structure. So human beings and, and, and in our biology and in, in our neuroscience side, you know, it needs structure. It has to have structure. Um, our, our brains can be our worst enemy and I'm using the term brain, you know, loosely here, but you know, um, in that we, we end up having these levels of chaos in our mind and we're just unable, it actually hamstrings us to action, you know? So, one of the best things that we can do is either, you know, I mean, Tan and I do this as much as possible or with friends, but it's just as easy as having a journal and we just got to get things off our mind. Once we do that and we audit them, they end up being like to, a to-do list almost, you know, and, and it's actually being able to, you know, sort of do that as thoroughly as we possibly can, which may take a, a couple of brainstorming self sessions, you know, on, on getting those things off our mind. But once we get that, then there's always what we call the biggest bang for our buck, which means if I action one, one of those tasks, it'll usually have a cascading effect, you know, on a range of other those, those actions that we need to do. And so there's usually one sticking point, which is the, the area that we procrastinate, we just don't deal with. Um, and that's sometimes where we, we just start with that one task and it has such a profound effect on our biology. It actually starts to become a self-motivating you know, process, you know, in, in itself is just actioning those things. So, you know, if there's one thing, it's just sort of get the stuff that's in chaos in our mind and write it down or talk with someone about it. Um, and then just start on, on something, you know, um, yeah. and, be, and be accountable for it. If we can be accountable for getting those things done, um, you know, then the chance of success statistically is, is so much higher than if we just try and do it under our own steam. So accountability is key, but yeah, it always starts with just auditing what's on our mind, writing it down, getting it really clear. And then they naturally just will become tasks that we just sort of need to do. Just start doing. Yeah, yeah. no, that's so good. Like, cause I know often people get overwhelmed or they think it's this big process, but I love that. I think that's, I think that'd be really useful to a lot of people and like I'll put all your details in the comments. So if people want to get in touch with you guys, like what is the best way for people to contact you guys? 
I'll definitely um, put all those in the details because these guys do amazing things from like setting up websites to digital strategies. And I know a lot of people, even though they have face-to-face -face businesses now, a lot of people that I'm speaking to, particularly in the fitness industry, are having backup plans ready because you know what, this COVID isn't necessarily going away anywhere. So they need to have online plans in the background. So what would be the best way to get in touch with you guys? Yeah, look, I mean, directly through yeah. our, our website, um, yeah. engaging360.com. Um, um, where, you know, people can chase me down on LinkedIn, um, you know, message me on, on, on Facebook um, as well. Um, yeah, he, so, uses, he uses the word chase like it's a bit of a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put all your details, Run! I'll put all your details in there, at, like uh, in the link, but I just, yeah, wanted people to know. And yeah. I guess you guys are two people who are really like, obviously this is a will to live podcast and yeah. the whole point is helping people find the will to live their most fulfilling life. And, you know, yeah. going out in small business and making a life that works for you is such an important component of that. Yeah. So, and you guys actually live and breathe that, which I think is really cool. So I ask everyone sort of at the end, what is your biggest piece of advice for the will to live your most fulfilling life? Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Okay, I'll go first. I kind of feel like for me, Ange, anyway, it is about immerse yourself in work that you love. So if you haven't found that yet, keep searching, keep trying new things until you find something that in your heart brings you joy. That's, you know, my biggest advice, what I feel like now, if it was 20 years and I could talk to my 20 year old self about trying to climb this corporate ladder, it would be that is, don't worry about all of that stuff. <laughs> worry yeah. about me and what I love and find the work that is bringing me massive joy and filling up my cup because the more that I do that and I'm loving it, the more I'll learn about it, educate about it, I'll become an expert at it. And so I'll be able to share those gifts with other people. And so for me anyway, you know, coming into my 50s now, I just don't feel like it's too late. I just don't. I just feel like there is no time that you can't keep on exploring and to find actually what you love and, and monetize that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. What about you, Dave? Yeah. Look, um, I, I'm all about, you know, just living an authentic life. Um, and if things aren't working, we can be honest with ourselves and, and just change, you know, change it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's simple. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I think, you know, like um, I liked your post that you put on about, you know, that 100, you know, September 18, 104 days left of the year. And um, I, I just love that so much because it's never too late, you know, and it's just about, um, you know, if we're authentic and really honest with ourselves and, and it sort of leads into what we were just talking about and getting stuff off our mind is do these self-reflections and just audit how we're going, you know, it's inevitable that we'll always find this perfect little piece of harmony, you know, for our life to live if we just keep, you know, refining things and 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 being, yeah. So it's just about being authentic and living our truth and and then, you know, being willing, you know, just to sort of switch it up if we need to and, and it all will fall into place, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you so much. I think there's so many great things there for people to take away. And I really want more people to believe in themselves and back yeah, themselves yeah. and actually yeah. do what they love, hey? And so they yeah. can live their best life and have time for their families and, you know, do the things that they really love to do that they often sacrifice. And I know there's things in here that will help people do that. So thank you so much for your time. Love chatting to you guys. It was a love to finally you, have you on. <laughs> Thanks, Ange. Thanks.
I'm Angela Lee, and you've been listening to Will to Live, the podcast. You can join us on Facebook in our Will to Live online community, that's L-I-V, Facebook group, or follow Angela Lee on social media and at www.angelalee.com.au. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to pay for the gifts of living, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Thanks so much.